For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the mothership. Let's ride. Don't change the station. It's us. We're just coming at you a little different this morning. Let that ride, 12. I feel like I'm in a Chevy Silverado commercial right now. <laughs> it's the Scorpions, baby. No one like you right here. On the Ricky Jones Show with 12, Mr. FTC, the most conscious, realest ride in the universe. Let that roll. Let that roll. I'll tell you why. Yeah, yeah, we're on the mothership. Orbiting Earth at 22,236 miles above the equator. As always, my man 12 is at the helm. Flying us to frontiers where no black man has gone before. Holla to folks, 12. Let that ride, man. Don't turn that on. Ass so up. Am I a regular jet fuel there? Am I putting diesel in this thing? Like I told you, I feel like I'm driving pickup. Man, you better let that music roll to the hook. Turn it up. Turn it right there. Turn it up. Man, you got to love that, man. You got to love that. One of my white friends, I tell you why, one of my white friends, and I do have white friends, um, you know, because I write a lot of stuff about race in the city. We talk about race right here on 93.1 to beat. Again, you're, you're with, riding with Ricky Jones and 12 on the Ricky Jones show with 12 Mr. FTC right here on 93.1 The Beat every Sunday morning at 10. Don't be looking out bewildered at 12. Nah, you, you made it seem like I would be surprised that you had white friends. Like, why? I wasn't talking to you, man. I was talking to these other people out here. <laughs> I mean, you you know the real deal. Let, let me tell the people where they can get us. If you're in the Louisville area, you can listen to us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on 93.1 The Beat. If you're outside of the Louisville listening area, you can catch us on the iHeartRadio app anywhere in the universe. If you want to catch past shows, just go to my website, rickyljones.com, and you can catch shows you can get newspaper articles, uh, books. You can send me donations. You can do whatever you want on that website. Nobody sent me a donation yet, so I'm still waiting for that. So if you got questions, <laughs> show show ideas, beef, threats, hate, love, just hit us up. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Ricky L. Jones, my man 12 on Twitter at 12, Mr. FTC, or at the Beat 931 That's home for us right here on the mothership all over the universe. Now, I wasn't talking to you, 12, about... Um, our musical selection to open up the show this week. In fact, we all of our music this week, man, is for our white friends. Yeah. Proud of you, Ricky. You should be, man. Because, look, I get all of this hate, people, everything I write. Dude, I could write something about saving babies. And there's somebody that would send notes to me. You're a racist. You're a bigot. We hate you. Donald Trump forever. Ah! <laughs> So I do have white friends, man. I'm not a racist just because I talk about race, right? And so one of my white friends, he's like, hey, Ricky, man, I listen to the show every Sunday. I was like, man, I really appreciate that. And he was like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning experience for me. It's, a, it's like a cross-cultural experience. And I was like, uh, what the hell are you talking about? And he said, the music, you know. I said, you don't know nothing about the music? And he said, uh, no, but I learned something every Sunday morning. I was like, you know what? 
this Sunday, I'm going to play some music just for you, man. Play some music just for you. So that's what I'm doing. Never let it be said that I'm not a man of my word. I'm surprised you're smiling right now after what happened last week in the Super Bowl. Look, man. Uh, did I just did I just open a wound? I'm sorry, Ricky. Well, you you know, you're you're an interesting dude, Twelve. <laughs> First off, you know, well, look, everybody, on today's on today's show, on today's show, we will recap my near death experience after the Super Bowl. Um, Twelve and I will then bring in an actual social psychologist in an attempt to help us deal with our sports obsession. <sighs> Yeah. Good luck yeah. with that. And we will keep monitoring monitoring the crazy man with his fingers on the nukes in Washington and the adventures of Mad Matt Bevin, Frankfurt Road. <laughs> you know how you have Mad Max Fury Road? <laughs> this is Mad Matt Frankfurt Road. That that cat has lost his mind. Now, back to my pain. First you showed me love when the whole craziness went down uh last week. You know, you hit me up immediately. You know, you were like, you okay, man? I'm on my way to pick you up. And I was just like, I'm just going to sleep. And I know you were like, I hope you haven't taken any pills to go to sleep (laughs) on. (laughs) Oh, God, man. You know, we always encourage people to listen to past shows. I'm encouraging nobody to listen to last week's show. I was so happy, man. And we were beating those dudes by 25 points. And tricked it off. Yeah, you were like a, a a Clinton supporter a week before the election. Yeah. Buying fireworks. Yeah. You know. I was at my boy's house. We were talking about whether or not they were going to let the kids out of school and everything for the parade. This is really just opening this all back up. Well, you know who really suffered the most? I did. No, your favorite people in Atlanta, the strippers. Uh-huh. You know how many of them were counting their pockets. <laughs> Even at the third quarter, 28-3. Oh, they just, look, they going through Ikea magazines, <laughs> Ashley Furniture magazines. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, man, we should really work on getting a sponsorship like like Cirilla's. Isn't that the name of the store? They sell like stripper gear here. Yeah, it is. That's the we should be the show to sponsor all of these types of of of, of entities here. Strip joints. We're, our show has really deteriorated into a show of strip joints and sports. <laughs> Thanks to who? Oh, you blame this on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that Super Bowl was, was heartbreaking. Um, but you know, man, I then you know I talked to one, my like my oldest father figure. And one of the great things about being a kid like me who grew up without a father, you know, you can go through life and just collect them. And so the first father I collected was this guy, James Terry, who was my eighth grade social studies teacher. And I sat down and I talked to him and he was like, look, I've been a Falcons fan longer than you. All right. And he's like, also, he's like, understand this. I know what you came from, boy. And you know what I came from. If the Falcons losing is the worst thing that's going on in our lives, we okay. We're leading pretty good lives. He's like, you better get your damn head up. And so then I was a little scared that he was going to slap me. So I just kind of, you know, pulled back <laughs> with, with, with all that sadness. So shouts out to James Terry. He's the reason I pledge Cap Alpha Psi, man. He's a good cat. But I then really started to think about things, 12, for me and for you. Because you, my brother, you know, I love you. We fly all around, all around the universe together. And it's my job to keep you, you know, protected and keep myself protected. I started thinking. I said, man. Me and 12, we're obsessed. I remember the way you were after Louisville lost to Clemson in that football game. Oh, my God. You were messed up. It, it took a while. 
Why we get so messed up? And see, this is a problem. I think I really do think that we have a problem. I think me and you both, we got a problem. I mean, and we ain't the only ones that's got a problem, but we're we're we take this sports thing way too seriously, man. When you think about it, you're right, because I'm calm about any subject. Even if somebody tried to insult me or say something, I could just laugh it off or brush it off. But I don't know. When it comes to sports, it's it's a different energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's easy for either one of us to feel real butthurt about that. Yeah. I mean, I get hate mail all the time, and I laugh. I don't care. You know, I mean, Matt Bevin probably got my phone tapped. I don't care. <laughs> you know, but, but something happened with the Falcons or the Cards or whatever, and me and you both kind of trip out and something's wrong with us so i reached out man to get a therapist for us i got us a therapist thank you ricky i got i mean you think i'm kidding i'm totally serious man i got a social psychologist dr michael cunningham who's 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 coming on the ship with us today and uh he's gonna try to help us figure out why we trip out about sports the way we do because i really do think we need some help man i mean because dude i was about to cry last week I mean, I'm sitting there about to cry. And it wasn't just me. Other grown-ass men were sitting in that house where I was about to cry. Something's wrong with that. It is. You're admitting that something's wrong with it, but you don't think we're, it, we can, like, get over this, do you? I'm, I'm just glad it's a free consultation because we would both be just throwing money away. We thought it was going to help. <laughs> I mean, for real. Well, a lot, of, a lot of people upset, man, right now. Talk about the world of sports. And we're going to get to, like, politics and stuff like that. Uh, soon, but this has been an interesting week. Got one thing been going on for a few weeks. Dude, I really think that if LeBron James sees Charles Barkley on the street, he gonna beat that dude down. What you think about that? Well, Barkley has been picking at that scab for a long time, but in this case, I will agree with Barkley. Now, oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. Wow. In this wow. case. Okay, go ahead, please. Now, here you have LeBron James. Number one player in the world. Yes. Right? Former number one draft pick. Yeah. Goes to Cleveland. Gets every player he wants. Gets Kevin Love. Gets his boy J.I. Smith $57 million over the summer. Yep. Gets his boy Tristan Thompson $82 million the summer before. Mm-hmm. He's getting everything that he wants. And he's crying and complaining to his general manager about getting some help. Mind you, he also plays with a former other number one pick, Kyrie Irving who might be one of the best point guards in the league. He's got everything you want, and he's crying about what he doesn't have. Did Michael Jordan ever cry about what he didn't have? Ooh. You're going back to this Michael Jordan thing. Even on a Super Bowl tip, not to open the wound again, has Tom Brady ever cried about what he didn't have? Hold on now. So why hold, hold on. So, so why is the greatest athlete in the world crying about what he ain't got? First of all, man, you just crossed the damn line. I'm sorry. You just crossed the line with this Tom Brady thing. I mean, out of all the athletes in the world, out of all the athletes in the world, out of all the sports in the world, you could have talked about lacrosse. You could have talked about cricket. You could have talked about soccer. You could have talked about anybody. And then you going to bring up Tom Brady in here? Yeah, we need to get Doc on the line quick. Did I do something to you? No, Rick. I was just making a point. I'm sorry. But how do you feel about the LeBron Barkley situation? I'm feeling hurt again now, man. <laughs> we might need to cut this show and just get the doctor in here now. <laughs> I can't believe that you you taking Barkley's side. I, it, and you know what? Barkley might have some points, but I just dislike that dude so much that I really can't get through to listen to him. I mean, his politics are so whack. He he's 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 so critical. And, and, and you opened it up, which I was surprised where you went. You said he'd been picking at that scab for a long time. 
So he's been picking at LeBron for a while. A very long time. I, I don't know, man. I'm, That's why I said in this instance, though, I agreed with Barkley. I was careful with my words. I know Barkley's been a big-time hater. Do you not like LeBron? I have no issue with LeBron. Do you have issue with anybody? I mean, you know, because it, yeah, I get, the I Lakers get, management. I wish we could, yeah, because I, I, I get, I get, I, I get, wish we could throw I, them off the mothership. I wonder sometimes the the Lakers management. Oh my god, I'm a Lakers fan, and what they doing out there is just breaking my heart. Well, LeBron and 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 Barkley might fight. Charles Oakley and Madison Square Garden security got into an actual fight. Did you see that? That was crazy. I mean, Charles Oakley. Is is rolling like yo? His relationship with with Nick's ownership is so bad that they basically, if he goes in Madison Square Garden, people roll up to him and be like, "Yo, what are you doing here?" And he played for the Knicks. Was a hell of a player for the Knicks. That ain't like he was some you know random bench warmer. I mean, Charles Oakley could play, and from what I understand, he's far too comfortable with violence. Well, Charles Oakley's version of the story was he was only at the game for four or five minutes. He was sitting close to James Dolan. He actually kind of wanted to reach out because it was like a 75-year anniversary for the team. Yeah. said Dolan wouldn't even talk to him. He immediately called security down. Well, in the Knicks. And I don't think Oakley came to fight. If Oakley came to fight, he would have had on some Timberlands. He would have had on a faded gray jogging suit. Yeah, Oakley was was actually dressed. He was. He didn't come to fight. Which kind of tripped me out. He didn't come to fight. Plus, nobody in there wants to fight Oakley, man. No. In fact, you can see Oakley kind of actively making a decision that he wasn't going to fight. It took like 50 dudes to drag Oakley out of there. We need to get in, get in touch with Charles Oakley. I know you have problems with the way that Charles Oakley rolls. I don't. No, I like people I like it. Charles Oakley. As we get to the last segment in the show, man, we're going to talk about your boy, Matt Bevan. <laughs> My boy. Your, your brother in the name of Matthew. <laughs> your boy, Matt Bevan. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump up there, how these dudes are still like losing their minds. So Matt Bevin, I think, man, I'm not sure, but it seems to me that Matt Bevin may have a problem with Louisville, with not just with the University of Louisville, but with the city of Louisville. Louisville might be like a TV show, might be like the last outpost in Kentucky or something, <laughs> you know. So so Louisville is the last refuge for liberals. <laughs> If you're liberal and you're in Russellville, Kentucky right now, you better get your behind on the road to Louisville. We will provide you sanctuary. But before we get to all that, man, we got to um, take a break, pay a few bills. And um, got to get Doc on the line. And we got to get the Doc on the line because all of this stuff with us has just gone too far. And we really, really need to start to address it. And, and, and to address something else, you know, not to keep the wound open. But, uh, if, if you say something about the Super Bowl again, man, I swear I'm going to shoot nah, you. No, I'm just a little curious. You got you got all these great players. You got this great young defense. And then you fire your defensive coordinator after your offensive coordinator just left to be the head coach somewhere else. Y'all starting all over. <clears throat> Y'all listen to the Ricky Jones show on 93.1 The Beat with um 12, Mr. FTC, at least for this week, for this segment. We come back for the break. I don't know if he's going to be here or not. <laughs> Bring that up again, man. You bring that up again, and and I don't know what's going to happen. Keep riding.
Welcome back to the Ricky Jones Show. Remember, you can listen to us every Sunday morning at 10 right here on 93.1 The Beat in Louisville. If you're outside of our area, simply download the iHeartRadio app and you can listen to the original broadcast as it happens. You can also listen to the podcast and catch up on past shows at my website, RickyLJones.com. And that was the Thompson Twins, Dr. Doctor, as we we're playing every song this week in honor of my white friends. Right? Right, 12? I'm so proud of you, Ricky. Had you ever heard that song? I haven't, no. That's a shame, man. You really need to expand your universe, bruh. Well, uh, 12 is still here, even though he continues to open this Super Bowl wound. And as we, t- as we talked about in the first segment, I've decided, I've concluded, I don't know if 12 agrees. I think you agree, 12. You know, you're so, you're so contrary, man. You, you know, you, you ought to be contrary about everything else. And you're being a little bit cruel this week. I want to say that, too. But uh, we, it, this obsession that we have with sports, man, is, is, um, is, is troubling. Because last week, it was 50-50 for a minute whether or not I was going to make it through the night, bro. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it was 50-50. That, that I was just like, ah, life ain't worth living the way the Falcons just lost this game. So we needed some help, and, and it's help that I'm not capable of giving myself. I can't depend on you to give it to me because you're just as sick as me. And so I wanted to reach out to one of the smartest dudes that I know, Dr. Michael Cunningham, who is a social psychologist at the University of Louisville. They're all over national media, you know, NPR, every television program, radio program. You, I mean, internationally known dude, I mean, who is a capable guy, okay, he is a capable guy, 12. And so, Mike, welcome to the show, Big Mike. Happy to be with you, Ricky. Man, I, I appreciate you coming on because right now, to be very honest with you, with, with this dude that I'm riding around with right now who keeps pricking at me about the Falcons' loss, your Ooh. life, my life, and his life might be in your hands. <laughs> so, Mike, well. could you please tell me what the hell is wrong with us? I mean, us as individuals, us as Americans, why do we love our sports teams so much, man? What, what the hell is going on? Well, it's, it's kind of a multi-layered phenomenon. The first thing is that sports appeals to the athletic and the militaristic and the tribal all simultaneously. Wow. People naturally want to form into groups, and they want their group to win. And athletics provides an opportunity for taking those feelings and focusing them in a really concrete way. So, you know, you're not always going to go to war, but each week your team can go to war and you can get symbolic feelings of success by watching them be victorious. And if you're following the Falcons, for example, you can enjoy their triumph and their ride all the way to the Super Bowl and the and the win that they were intended to have. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a that's a delicate way of putting it. Yeah, rise up. <laughs> Here you go again. I mean, Mike, tell me this. Why does this affect some people more? Because 12, is he basking his glory? I don't know what I did to this guy, but he's a, he's a deep-seated Louisville Cardinals fan, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. when Louisville lost to Clemson, I didn't know if he was going to make it through. I mean, and I was hurt, too. But but why why are some of us more wedded to this stuff than others? I mean, do we have like personality flaws, identity flaws or something? I mean, you know, well, it's, it's usually a healthy dynamic in the sense that, Oh God, I'm I'm looking forward to this. If it's healthy, identification with a team is usually a socially acceptable way to get outside yourself and to bond with a group and to enjoy their victories. And even occasionally, uh, 
suffer through their defeats knowing that it doesn't necessarily affect you personally in the sense that you know you're 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 not being carted off to prison camp if if your <laughs> if your side goes down in defeat but I, but I feel like it does affect me personally you it, know it does because you identify with them their their wins are your wins but because their wins are your wins and you're with them and they're and they are you you also do suffer when they suffer but it's at at some point though you have to recognize hey this one is a game it isn't real military activity um nobody's coming in and taking away our land and carting us off to concentration camps it's just symbolic military activity so we do suffer through defeat especially if it's a defeat that is unexpected and undeserved but um you know at some point you also detach from it and say oh yeah it's just a game Y'all listen to the Ricky Jones Show with 12 Mr. FTC right here on 93.1 The Beat in Louisville or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. And we're joined right now by uh, social psychologist extraordinaire Dr. Michael Cunningham, who is trying to help me get over this 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 terrible feeling I have uh, gone through for an entire week after the Falcons tricked that game off in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. And, and, and my friend, 12, who is supposed to be my friend, is continuously rubbing salt in the wound. You got any questions for the doctor? 12, because you need help, too. And so you need to talk about it while you mess with me this week. Your time is coming. Well, well one interesting dynamic I want to know about is, um, and you hit on it a little bit, but why, why do rivalries get so personal? Like, when you have a Kentucky fan, some of these people get in the real shouting matches. I actually listened to some uh, SEC radio when I was traveling down south. Yeah, And the Alabama-Auburn thing, it is real. Like, it is, like, it's real. Like, so, why do rivalries get so personal? That's a good well, question. It's, it's, it's because um, when, when you identify with a team, you get to say, we're the best. Unfortunately, that's a limiting condition. Everybody can't say that. And so if somebody else is saying it while you're saying it, you're inherently in conflict. In addition, there may be a history of games that haven't gone your way or you felt badly treated, and that can create all kinds of resentments. So these rivalries that happen over and over again tend to be real, and when the other, when the opponent is just down the street, you can't ignore them. You run into things. For example, driving through the city of Louisville, you will see wildcat stickers and bumpers and flags and things like that. So it's kind of in your face. So if you are a supporter of one team, you get reminded of the other team in a way that you might not be reminded, for example, of, say, University of Virginia. You know, hmm. it's a it's a team that's in our conference, but we don't run into their symbols all that often, so it doesn't rub us quite the same way. Well, let me ask you this. Isn't there something particularly wrong with Kentucky Wildcat fans, though? <laughs> I mean, well, I, remember, I, I, I remember going to grad school in Lexington, right? And, and I was struck by I had never seen that type of fanaticism, especially over college sports. I'd never seen it. I mean, so is it is it more intense in some areas than, than others? And some of my friends said to me, like, of course, they're crazy about UK basketball, man. What else is there to do there? <laughs> is, is that is that it's, what's going it's on? It's the sort of thing that's you know there is there is a whole industry that encourages devotion to teams. There are people who are selling the jerseys. There are people who are selling the tickets. There are cheerleaders off to the side to get you to identify. Um, you know, it, it becomes a thing, and then there are social activities that are built around it, like tailgating parties. And if you let it, it can become a large part of your life. 
and it becomes more and more a part of your identity as it becomes a part of your life. Now, that's where we, we're getting to the heart of the matter now, 12. Big Mike, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with a guy like 12? Because clearly something has gone off the rails. We've let it become too big of a part of our lives, I think. What, what, what's, what's, what's wrong with us with that? Because <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's too, it's too it's much. Fun. It's, it's more emotion arousing than other things, and things that arouse your emotions can captivate you. It's, it's the way, it's kind of like the way addiction works. You do more of it because you like it, but then you're doing too much of it. So sports can be like that in the sense that uh, it's become more and more accessible to do it more than just once a weekend. You know, you can get the show, you can get the game, then you can get the after game, yeah. then you can get the the preview of the next game. Yeah. Pretty soon you're spending every day on it. Yeah, pulling my daughter into making Falcons puzzles. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't take it easy with us, Mike. So, so something is wrong with us. Well, it all, you know, like, like we say, it's, it's like any activity. Um, if you can enjoy it, if it doesn't intrude on the rest of your life, go with it. But if you find that it's creating problems for you, you may need to step back a little bit. Uh, you know, anything that arouses emotion can arouse addiction. Anything that causes addiction can start to take over your life and you may need to back away from it just a little <laughs> maybe that's the reason that seasons end <laughs> yeah you know, yeah we, oh. we don't have we don't have football 12 months of the year they give us a little bit bit of a break but we do have football 12 months of the year because we have nfl network now and i watch that's it all true. year and that's a problem <laughs> 12 the trader 12 has something else you know, there's a very interesting dynamic in sports. It's actually affected the entire world. But with social media now, crazy rabbit fan can actually send a message to a coach or to a player or to rival fans. Now, do you think that social media is is kind of pushing the line a little bit too far sometimes in the world of sports? It, it certainly can. I mean, it's just made it easier to do what used to get done only in the parking lots where the you know, the people would try to yell at the opposing team as they were coming in off the buses and yell at the opposing fans as they were filing into the stage. Now you can do it electronically from the comfort of your home, and you can also do it to some degree anonymously. So that makes it easier to be really antisocial and be a total troll. So I think, I think we probably are going to have to establish some limits on the, on the nature of the kind of contacts that people can have. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes it's very unhealthy. You're right, because there there is certainly safety, man. That keyboard courage is a mug, isn't it? I mean, because, <laughs> dude, a lot of these players, they, come on, man. People who send notes to me and you, 12, they don't really want to fight us. No, nah, of course not. Who the hell want to fight LeBron James? He's a mutant. <laughs> that dude's like 6'8", 250. I mean, come on. I mean, that that's, that's real. So these rivalries. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mike, you're in this area, and, and, and I don't know. Do you think the, the, the vitriol between UK and U of L fans is particularly venomous? Or or do you think that's that's normal? I know it's bad with, you know, Duke and Carolina and, and Duke somehow beat Carolina a few days ago. I know it's bad, like you said, down with Auburn and, and Alabama, but it seems like that UK U of L nastiness is right up near the top. 
it uh, it it's certainly a strong rivalry. It's it's not the it's not the nastiest I've ever seen. Hmm. And one of the things that keeps it going is that neither team seems to have a continuing advantage. I mean, the winning and losing changes fairly frequently, so nobody starts feeling totally victimized. And if you get a win every now and then, you can take the losses a little more easily. <sighs> well, you got anything else, 12? Yeah, I want to know what this obsession with sports. How do teams that are hopeless, I'm talking about Cleveland Brown fans, <laughs> Orlando Magic fans, like when you know that your team is terrible and you never have a chance to win, Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> fans, what makes those people still stick with that team? Wow, you're just insulting everybody today, aren't you? You're gonna well, have I, was from, a, I you know, was a kid Jesus growing Christ. up outside of Chicago, and uh, the people around me like the Cubs. So there, there is this certain nobility in lost causes that is sometimes part of the American spirit. You know, maybe next year we we are the downtrodden, but we are still noble. And you know, loyalty is the primary virtue, and it's and it's more important than even victory. Hmm. So there, there's a certain cultivation of an in group of fellow sufferers and fellow adherents that have these virtues of consistency and patience and nobility. And, you know, it's a cultivation of a group of, of, uh, of devotees that can be satisfying to people. It, it can enhance a certain kind of self-image that people have. We're, we're, we're like, we don't have, we're masochists. We don't have the most money, but we'll still go ahead and do it because we've got virtue. But we're masochists almost. I mean, it's, it's like me, man. I've been a Falcons fan since I was six years old. I've been going through this with these dudes, and you're right. And, 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 and you know, I look at people who have jumped on, you know, the bandwagon at different points, and I'm like, I have no respect for them. I'm like, I have no, you haven't, you haven't <laughs> suffered with us. And you brought a point, Ricky, that I want to touch on. Is there something psychologically wrong with people who only jump on bandwagons, who only go with the front runners, who the new Golden State Warrior fans, or you know the people that only go with the hot team and never stick with their own team? Is this something? Is this something wrong with those people? Yeah, they're, yeah, there's some. They're disloyal bastards, is what they are. <laughs> What's wrong with them? What, what, go ahead. What oh, they I'm are sorry. Sunshine Patriots. Sunshine and, Patriots. Um, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike, 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 hold on. Other fans, Mike, Mike. Why, yeah. why, why did you have to use the word Patriots? <laughs> Sunshine Patriots is a term of derogation. Wait, do you know, <sighs> what the, you know what the sun does, Mike? It rises up. Oh, I hate you. I hate and, you. Go ahead and, and say what you were saying, Mike. And, and then it sets. Go, go ahead, man. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> About these bandwagoners. They're Sunshine Patriots and what? Go ahead. Right. They, they, they do like to join a team that's winning so they can bask in the success, but they haven't really earned it by being there through the lean years. And so the real fans don't necessarily become friends with them. But, you know, it's, it's, some people like to identify only with the winners. But if you haven't grown up in the town and if you haven't really made a long-term commitment to the team, it's not the same. <sighs> Last question, Mike, and this is a, a very important one. How can we, how can we be helped? I mean, how how can how can we not have these feelings, man? How can we address this rather unhealthy obsession that that unfortunately I feel for for myself and the <laughs> the hateful twelve has gone too far. Well, we can we can develop a twelve step program, 
Or you can just do it in a simple behavior modification format. It's only a game. It'll change. They'll be back next year. Um, you can even decide what the limits need to be on the amount of time you spend thinking about these kinds of questions. And, and people, it's easy to develop a program for any form of this kind of addiction. The, the, the nice thing is that although it's an addiction, it's one of the easier addictions to cure. Oh, I love you, man. I appreciate you, Big Mike. That's Dr. Michael Cunningham, social psychologist extraordinaire from the University of Louisville, riding us this morning on the Ricky Jones Show with 12 Mr. FTC right here on 93.1 The Beat, trying to help us get over what has become somewhat of a problem. Man, will you come back and give us some more therapy? Please. Always happy to help. We appreciate it. Thank you, Brother Mike. Take care. All right. Peace. Thanks, Ricky. All right. Well, 12, um, I think it's been established. We, had, we messed up, huh? <laughs> no, no. There's another word for us, man. And, and it is an unavoidable word right now. We are addicts. Wow. We're addicts. We are no better than the crackheads and the heroin users and the alcoholics out there. We are freaking sports addicts and things have gone too far for us. I agree. I mean, even almost people that are, like in abusive relationships that keep on going back, even though they yeah. mistreated. And yeah, man. They hurt you over and over again and they let you down and you still give them your all. Masochist, man. With ma- Look, any of y'all who are addicts too, if you are a sports addict, go ahead and tweet us at Dr. Ricky L. Jones at 12 Mr. FTC. Let us know if you're an addict too. Maybe we might need one of those groups. You think? Yeah, I, I would. I would come. We might need to put a group together. To address some of this stuff that's going, because March Madness is coming up, man. March Madness is coming up, and I tell you something about the cards, dude. I love the cards. I mean, they are long, they're athletic, they play defense with the best of them, but most of the time, them boys can't shoot. Now they can't, but I blame one man for that. Who? Rick Pitino. He ain't out there shooting. No, but who picks the players? No, man. I'm really starting to feel like you got a problem with anybody named Rick this morning. <laughs> you clearly are persecuting me, and now you're gonna turn on Rick. Rick Patino is a Hall of Fame coach. How many years who, have How many years have we had shooting problems? Look, man, has, has that squad won a national championship? Has Rick Patino won a national championship with the University of Louisville? Yes, he has. Did Rick Patino win a national championship with the University of Kentucky? Yeah, he did. Rick, what coaches you know right now who are, are markedly better than Rick Patino? And if you say John Calipari, I I swear I will knife you. If you say Calipari, I swear I will knife you. Belichick. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God, man. Oh, God. Oh, man, I'm like Red Fox right now. Oh, 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 my God, man. I'm thinking that you are trying to help me. That you try. I can't even talk right now, man. I can't even talk. We're just talking to this therapist. No, it's almost like you you know I'm on crack, and, and, and you sit a crack pipe in front of me and just say, "Take it, suffer." You just did you just say Belichick? Yeah, it's like you know, remember Pookie in New Jack City where he went to work in the house and he was around all the drugs. It's kind of the same thing you going through. And he right started now. calling Ice Ice T. Yeah, doing jumping jacks. God, they gonna kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're listening to the Ricky Jones Show with 12, Mr. FTC, right here on 93.1 to be as I go through the long road to healing from the great massacre of Super Bowl 51 and the continued terrorism 
of 12, Mr. FTC. I'm calling Donald Trump on your ass. He going to deport you. You're a terrorist. He going to deport you. Keep riding. We'll be right back. Build the wall. No. Yeah, 12. Get on up. Welcome back to the Ricky Jones Show with 12, well, Mr. FTC. Well, how am I supposed to dance to this? You can't, you can't, you can't dab to this. That's the Thompson Twins, man. We're playing music this week for all of my white brothers and sisters. We're going across culture right here on the Ricky Jones Show with 12, Mr. FTC, the realest ride in the universe. Broadcasting to you from the mothership orbiting 22,236 miles above the Earth's equator. Catch 12, the hater, the cruelest man in the world. Every Monday through Friday, 6 to midnight with FTC Radio right here on your dial. Ride with us every Sunday morning at 10 on the Ricky Jones Show with this Negro here. Yeah, yeah. Lies, 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 yeah. Just trying to do things the American way, Ricky, or as I would say, the uh, Patriot way. Oh, man. You know what? I'm okay, 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 okay. Who's a bigger hater? Me or Matt Bevin? Who's a bigger hater? You or Matt Bevin? Right now? <laughs> no, I'm talking this is this is a cumulative. Right now. This is cumulative. No, no, no. <laughs> right now at this moment. Right now at this moment, if I had you and Matt Bevin standing in front of me, I think you're the biggest hater right now, man. I think me and Matt Bevin might go out for drinks right now if I got to compare it to you. I would get the rose like flavor love. Man, <laughs> hey, you you you've been digging into me for almost a whole hour now, man. This is terrible. This is this is the worst. The Patriot way, really. Speaking of Matt Bevin, well, first of all, all the stuff that we've gone through, you know, you're right here in the underground. You, those of you who are listening, you're right here with the real Louisville sluggers. You know, I'm surprised we're still on the air, dude, because, you know, we just tell the truth. I mean, it's not like anything is scripted here. We just tell the truth. We don't hide nothing. All these people going around talking about being politically correct. This is the most politically incorrect show in the universe. Right. And so anybody got a problem with it again, Matt Bevin, you're welcome. You say you run anything anyway. Come up here, try to run this ship. See what happened. You know, I think Matt Bevin hates Louisville, man. So we got to get out of sports for just a minute for our last quick segment because, you know, to talk about some things going on in the world. We'll catch up with those. I should be I should be fully healed uh, by next week, even though you set me back by a few days, 12. You know, you've really set me back with, with this hatred this week. But uh, I'm, I'm really trying to recover from what you've done, man. But but Matt Bevin, I think, hates Louisville. The university or the city in general? I think it's the whole damn city at this point. These are the adventures of Mad Matt Bevin, Frankfurt Road. So Bevin comes out last week and says that JCPS is in a shambles. He says it's jacked up. It's a mess. And uh, I guess now, now that he has, you know, Ream the University of Louisville. He's coming after JCPS now, saying that it's jacked up. And he questions where the busing should continue. Few things here for me. One 
If no, you're going to talk no busing, no busing. He, he questions. But and, and that comes up every now and then, man, when people talk about busing. But let me tell you these people about busing. Well, first of all, let me talk about JCPS and these other school systems in Kentucky. Now, this man is the governor of Kentucky. I've met some of the students coming out of public school systems from other places in Kentucky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? JCPS might very well be the best, bro. I take JCPS's best student and compare it to, you know, Russellville's best student. And I think we'll be all right. Okay. So why are you tripping on JCPS, bro? You know, check out some of these other school systems. What's, what's going on there? It's not like Kentucky is ranking number two or, or three or one in the country in education. And JCPS is the one that's pulling the state behind. Let me tell you something about this state, man. Louisville makes this state better. In every freaking way. So the dude says that JCPS is jacked up. Then he attacks busing. Let me tell you something about busing. All the people, whether you be black or white. And look, we 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 embrace everybody here, man. We embrace everybody. We listen to the Scorpions this morning. We listen to the Thompson Twins this morning. Right? I was going to play some Leonard Skinner. Simple kind of man. I'm a simple man. You know, I was going to play that too. We are cross-cultural. It don't matter what your race is. But if you're against busing, because there are some black people who are against busing. Louisville basically demographically looks exactly like it did in 1975 when busing was initiated to desegregate the schools. So when you start arguing against busing and start arguing for neighborhood schools, you know what you argue for in the city of Louisville? Segregated schools, segregated by race, segregated by class. So that's what's going on with, with Matt Bevin and others when they start talking that. So, yeah, he's against busing, too. Basically saying I'm against integrated schools. That's that's really what that's the consequence of it. Be real about that. But it doesn't stop there. <clears throat> also, the Republicans in the state legislature have struck again. They've come up with a bill now 12 that would do a couple of things. One, it would limit the, the terms of Louisville's mayor to two of the metro mayor, two terms. And I think they would want to push it through as quickly as they could, even though it looks like it won't affect Greg Fisher. I think they want to push Fish out, you know, so we'll have th- a third term, only two. Fish is like, this is absurd. This is absurd. They should be paying attention to other things. So they say that Louisville's mayor has too much power, so he would be only two terms, all right? Also, get this one. By provisions of this bill, if Louisville's mayor would die, I don't know how, it might be because Matt Bevin would shoot him, I don't know. But if Louisville's mayor would die, would resign or leave office for any other reason, if he or she were incapable of serving, you know who would appoint the new mayor? The Bevanator? Yes. Mad Matt Bevan. The governor then would appoint the new mayor of the city of Louisville. What do you think about that? So reading between the lines. (laughs) Basically, Bevan feels like in order to be the true king of Kentucky, he has to reign over Louisville as well. And his boys and girls in the, the Republicans in the state legislature obviously agree. That's the way these people are coming, man. You know, I was asked, yo, how are these people doing all this? Why are they doing this? Where are the decent Republicans? And you know what the answer to that is? They left the party. The decent Republicans left the party. They're the Democrats of independence right now. There ain't nobody left who's decent in the Republican Party. It ain't just in Kentucky. It spreads. Look at what went on in D.C. Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts, stands on the Florida Senate, is 
in the hearings to confirm Jeff Sessions, the former senator from Alabama, who who got some serious racist stuff in his history. Yeah, I got a chance to read Coretta Scott oh, King's letter. Too. Everybody's read it at this point. And so Elizabeth Warren is reading this letter on the Florida Senate, a letter that Coretta Scott King wrote back in the 80s. I think it was 1986 speaking against Jeff Sessions getting a federal judgeship. Right. And Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell comes to the mic. Cool. as Stuart Scott used to say back to sports. Cool as the other side of the pillow. And very calmly says that she has impugned the character of, of her, our senator from Alabama. And he moves that she basically shut the F up under the provisions of, of Rule 19. Folk ain't even heard about Rule 19, but it's basically a rule that says one senator cannot impugn the character of another senator. And they voted on it and they muzzled her. The chairman said the senator from Massachusetts will take her seat. Gangster. Gangster. I heard Mitch is the real monster on the hill up there. Dude, it's a number of them. See, now Trump, you see Trump coming a mile away. Mike Pence, you don't see him coming. You look back at Mike Pence's record up in Indiana. You look at somebody like like Mitch McConnell. You know, you look at somebody like Steve Bannon. They stay calm, bruh. They stay calm. They understand the system. And they are coming. They are coming. So those of you who read my Courier Journal article every third Thursday, the one that came out three days ago in the paper was called Trump and Bevin are both bullies. And we talked about this, what you got to do with bullies. If you haven't read that, go to the Courier Journal's website or my website and, and read that. And it tells you what you got to do with bullies. Man, people better start fighting back. These polite people here in Kentucky, well, we don't want to antagonize the governor. Well, we want to try to work with the... Man, that dude, he going he gonna to get y'all, all y'all. So what you think, man? You you cool with uh, Matt Matt appointing the mayor? Matt Matt, you know, just skewering JCPS. Matt Matt taking the University of Louisville down a bad road. Matt Matt being Matt Matt statewide, hitting up on women's right to choose, tearing unions apart, tearing health care up for the poor. Mad Matt Bevin. Has he done anything impeachable yet? Not that I know of. I mean, they called him not paying his property taxes, but, you know, he I think he went on and paid that. That's going to be a rough ride. Bruh, we are now, we are now, it is Sunday, February, what, 12th? We are now 23 days into the long, slow descent into hell that is the administration of Donald Drumpf <laughs> and mad Matt Bevan is riding right with him. Well, all we can say is y'all keep rolling with us every Sunday morning, man. We the realest underground show in the world. We don't get pub. We don't have sponsors. We don't have billboards. We don't have all of that. It's just us. It's like two dope boys in a Cadillac. You remember that outcast? I love that song. Two dope boys in a Cadillac. We two black men on a spaceship. <laughs> Might be one when I blow your ass out this airlock. You keep bringing that Patriot stuff up. Well, <sighs> you talking about Trump. You talking about Laz. I know he talked about, you know, how we're probably going to be on the hook for paying for that wall if it gets built. Come on, man. Dude, look, we 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 have the, the crazy thing every week. We have so much fun. 
that we just run out of time. We got like a minute left and we got to be out of here. All these dudes do is lie. Donald Trump is a liar. Matt Bevin is a liar. They don't understand government, but hey, they just trying to bulldoze their way through and they're going to do it if people let them. Y'all going to let them? If y'all going to let them? What you think, 12? And you're the peaceful one of the two of us. You know, you talked about bullies. Bullies will not stop. Matter of fact, bullies pretty much pick on the quietest, most timid people. Yeah. And you know what? We're out of time. But this week, this week, you've been quite a bully. You've been a big bully this week. And I'm letting you know, man, I love you, but I don't appreciate it. So that's all we got. 12 is moving us beyond light speed to other adventures. Unless I kill him up here. So catch 12 every Monday through Friday, 6 to midnight with FTC Radio right here on 93.1 The Beat. Ride with us every Sunday morning at 10, broadcasting from the mothership. Listen anywhere on the iHeartRadio app if you are not in the Louisville area. You can listen anytime to the podcast, available to you free of charge, you poor people on my website. That's rickyljones.com. So until next time, stay strong, have no fear, stand on truth, and do justice. Most importantly, do not leave the people in the hands of fools. We'll be back at you next week. You got anything else to say, man, before we go? Well, you're not looking at the bright side. At least your Falcons don't have to go to the White House now. Oh, that's supposed to make me feel better? (laughs) That's supposed to make me feel better. Hey, I love y'all. I don't love this dude, but I love y'all. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace.